0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. I'm your guide, Bernice Bisson. I've been a professional psychic, medium, and astrologer for 30 years, and I've read for thousands of people all over the world. Many of those readings have been recorded by my clients. In this podcast, I invite clients back to share their recordings. As we flash back, we get to listen in on some of the original predictions, and in their own words, they share some heartwarming stories, a few inspiring outcomes, and some unbelievable accuracies. I invite you to join us for a new journey each episode and come experience a little soul medicine for yourself. Something in the air, something in the and in this episode, we listen in on two previous readings I did with Linda and her family. She's returned to recount her experience and what's happened since her readings. I invite you to tune in as we hear her story about how she came to me initially on the recommendation of her son. Questions in her hand asking about family business and success and then a recent tragic loss had her return for a second reading, seeking affirmation about a beautiful little soul and hoping they were okay. And boy did she get the answer she needed. And you'll hear more about that right after this. Something
1: in the air, always something in the Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast with your guide, Bernice Besson.
0: When you lose a child, it's one of the most devastating experiences in anyone's life. Hearing news about a family losing a child, immediately your heart goes out to them. Linda never thought in a million years she would be part of a family experiencing such a loss. But it happened and suddenly within 24 hours her 10-year-old grandson was gone. This was Linda's second reading with me. She came to me before for a reading and we discussed the success of her family and business. This time when she returned she was distraught and looking to connect, more for her grieving son than anyone. I traveled out to their town that day and prepared myself for the intense, emotional session that was about to unfold. Linda returns to share with us, in her own words, the incredible revelation her grandson had for everyone, and we'll hear all about that, right after this. Because small
1: business owners need help, ThoughtfulMarketing.ca, helping businesses thrive.
0: Welcome and welcome back and welcome, Linda. We met um, maybe a couple years ago. Now, tell me, how did you find me? How did you come across me? How did I come across you? Yeah. What? How did we meet in the first place? <laughs> you realize that uh, at my age, oh, was, think- <laughs> <laughs> was it through your son, Roger? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually think through- I met him through his <laughs> girl- girlfriend at the time yes and you're right. Roger and then you yes and so I think that yes. is how we met yes and I've read I, you a couple of times Yes, and I've read your family a, a couple of times yes. now we have different recordings that you've given us and thank you um now let's get into a couple of things now have you had readings before oh long time ago a long time ago when
1: I think I had told you once an experience that I had I'm saying 30 years ago, based on my children's age, thereabouts. Um, I had uh, had a cold in the wintertime, which I usually got. It got gradually worse, wasn't improving. Went to see a new doctor that was stationed here uh, from another country. He put me on all kinds of pills and whatever. Uh, and eventually I ended up in an emergency in the hospital, having problems breathing. And I remember the doctor emergency saying, oh, uh, what, what are these pills? These are like street pills or whatever. He seemed very annoyed with what the pills that I was given. And long story short, I reported that doctor. But what was, I was left with was this constant feeling of period, different times. Uh, I would not be able to breathe well. I was short of breath. And it went on for three or four months, okay, mostly at night. Then the one day, the special day, it was a Saturday. It was very sunny out. My husband decided to take the kids out and give me a break to be on my own. After he left and whatever, and I was busy, then this feeling of shortness of breath came on. And I was frustrated because I had had, I thought maybe it was in my mind, but it was there get rid of it. Well, walked down to the end of the street to see a nurse that I knew quite well and Telling her what I was doing, and you know the whole bag thing, breathe in, whatever, and felt a little better. Came back in my house on my own, and it started to come back. And now I'm desperate because this has been going on for months. And I'm more I'm talking around the middle of June. Strangely enough, basically I was desperate. I went into my bedroom, closed my drapes, got down on my hands and knees, and prayed for the first time. Basically asking for this feeling to go away and, and to feel better. And within minutes, and I'm wide awake because it happened at three o'clock in the afternoon. And all of a sudden I could hear a voice, not in my head, but a voice saying, Linda, get up. You're going to feel fine. And at the time that it was saying that, I had a very warm feeling around me, like a really warm loving feeling and I wasn't afraid but I remember kind of oh is this ever kind of weird and I looked up at a cross that was hanging over our closet and there was like a light blue haze around the cross and I remember looking back at the curtain wondering where that blue haze had gone and like I said I wasn't I wasn't scared I felt very a loving feeling. And it just said to get up that I would feel fine. And I got up, boom, gone. Huh. And never has come back.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. That's that's powerful.
1: Brief? brief? five minutes yeah. do you think i could scum it up any other time you know try well if i get down my ease, maybe it will show up again yeah. it was only the one time but i would say it was life changing in the way that i have had a sense of feeling that someone has always been around me that you know and i started to uh, look into guardian angels and whatever and the thing is with I only told my husband and my mother. My mother is very spiritual. She truly, she totally believed me. I was not brought up religious. Yeah. I told my husband, who kind of looked at me, well, were you awake? You know, kind of strange. And I never told anybody for, oh, a good few years. And then the third person I told was a nun. And that was an experience. Because you could see on the expression of her face, that she wanted to believe me but said well you know if it happened to you Linda I believe it happened to you you know the expression on her face told me that you know I wonder but now I have no trouble telling anybody I tell people because I know it happened and what I say to people is yes you're going to be a skeptic because I used to be a, a skeptic I used to be a, why me? Why did this happen to me? Why did that happen to me? You know, poor me. I'm not that way. Even with the loss of my grandson, I felt some kind of strength to deal with it. And that's why I, uh, I now tell anybody. And if they think I look crazy, that's fine. But you know what? When it happens to you, it's
0: life changing. Powerful stuff. And you know, I have to say, Linda, when spirit shows up, people are often afraid. They think they're being haunted. And yes, there are some low vibration entities right. out there who steal, who, who try to steal the spotlight. But the truth yes. is, is that spirit, you're, you're always in the best intent of spirit and that they want the, what's right and what's just and what's fair and what's right for you, you know? And yes. so in that moment, uh, you you were given grace. Wow. Did I have a connection to God? Did I have a connection
1: to Jesus? Did I have a connection to the our angel? Or mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I did have a connection. It was a warm, loving feeling—the
0: love of God, the love of Spirit, the love of a presence—and uh, because we're all just a small reflection of God, that's our souls. And so, to have that loving um, hug. Yeah, very, really powerful. It's a powerful story, Linda. And so, yeah, tell it. Stream it from the rooftops. It's you the know truth. What?
1: <laughs> because I always think, oh, yeah, they'll think I'm a little weird. I know what happened to me. And that's what counts.
0: That's and right. Well, let's get into that. So we have three different readings that I've done. I've done two with you, one with your family as a whole. And so I want to start <laughs> off at maybe one of the most powerful experiences you had. Let's
1: talk about June the 25th. That was a reading that I had with you. And it was mostly about my children, okay, and my lifestyle. And uh, to be very honest with you, uh, Bernice, you were really bang on on a lot of things that was happening in my life. Uh, Time frame may be a little off a bit. To give you an example, uh, one time you said, oh, you're going to get very, very busy. You're going to get very busy, and it's going to happen soon. Are you booked up? Are you booking up? Well, let's put it this way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just turned down a guy that was supposed to come for a whole week. Good. But, you well, know, I'm not ready yeah. to do that yet. Yeah. Okay. I also have a booking of a whole bunch
0: of American hunters coming in for October. It's very good money. You got, I'm telling you like August, September, October, August, September, October, money, 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 money. coming, coming, coming. So you might be cramming in most of your time then. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, of course the pandemic came along. Now
0: I was supposed to have a whole bunch of
1: hunters in for the, the fall of twenty, yep. but that didn't happen because of the pandemic. Yeah. But what happened afterwards? We had uh, a construction company come in, working for the province of Manitoba, repairing bridges, oh. and swamped. I was, and I'm still swamped, <laughs> and it's going on, and has been. Yeah, you know, swamped in the sense that we're working twenty. <laughs> full-time with not a break. We've had a not a break. But yes. I remember you saying, oh, you're going to be very, like, you're going to be dizzy, Lily. you're going to be really busy." And yes, you know, but it, it came at that. Yes. And because of the pandemic, sort of mixing things up. Um, you talked about my three delightful sons. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, uh, uh, things like Philip, the oldest being
0: in the USA, Someone's going to the U.S. I don't know why they're talking about that. Um, one of your sons is going to the U.S., Goes mm-hmm. to the U.S. I, mm-hmm. That's important, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he's stranded yes. in the U.S.A. He's going to probably be there for five months instead of coming back and forth. And there is a love interest going on with him, too, that you brought up. But well, who knows? <laughs> one in Canada, one in U.S.A.? I'm not sure. That's remains to be seen. The other thing that, and and about Roger, you were
0: you were on with that one too. He has property transactions around him. And mm-hmm. um I do think he's thinking about your place and helping you. And that uh he'd look at moving working on see that's the convent. Um that he has a brown haired
1: partner coming.
0: You'll see. see
1: everything about
0: paul i'm really worried about paul giving up like hollow empty i'm worried about that
1: so am i is what he is is going through about him Feeling lost, yes. He and he has real periods of it, and there is a struggling thing going on between the family, which you talked about quite a lot, and concerned about them possibly seeing someone. And yes, we feel that they they as a family should see someone. You're bang on in all of that.
0: So, in terms of your sons, so we're talking about all three of your sons, and they show up in different parts of the reading, talking about your son down in the U.S. We're talking about Roger uh, here in Manitoba along with uh, your other son. And tell us the story about your grandson. Let's let's really look at that. Now is this the one that has passed on? Yes. Or the, oh, the one that's passed We can on. talk about both. We'll start with the one that passed on. Yeah, he's, good. he's good.
1: He's perfect. He's,
0: he's hilarious. That's he's good. funny. He's a fireball. He's happy where he is. They're perfect. Yeah. Your Dead people are perfect. They're, it's he us knows, who grieves. He knows people, so people? Everything, I wouldn't know anything except for what he told me to tell you. So everything I'm telling you, he knows. He was there. He was at his funeral. He knows all of this. And then what he's also talked about in his reading, like with the reading, and what um, what sort of transpired there. We could talk about that. Go ahead.
1: Well, after uh, the meeting that we had, what happened after that meeting was such a wow. It, to me, was a wow experience. You know that um, uh, I saw, I saw Jasper pass. Uh, I was there, and because of my strong spiritual connection, I'm looking up. I looked at the nurse first who was, um, and there were so nurses around, and I just looked at her, and I mouthed to her, he's gone, and she nodded. And then my reaction was to look up, to say goodbye. But his wife was sitting in the corner, you know, bawling her eyes out. But what really bothered me, which I didn't feel I had control of, was watching my son at the end of the bed yelling, fight Jasper, fight Jasper, knowing I knew that he had passed on. But then at one point they did look, they had gone back to talk to to his wife uh, several times and uh, basically asking her to, yeah, he's gone. We have, when would you like to stop? And she just nodded. Well, my son was wandering all over the, the ward I had um, a security guard watching him. I was trying to uh, follow him around to see if uh, what I could do because it was a very helpless situation. Mm-hmm. And and my poor husband, who really didn't want to see any of this, just sat in shock, not you know, not saying anything, not doing anything, sort of helpless. I look at it this way: Jasper's gone. He's in a good place. People have come to get him in the past, probably my mother, my sister, he knew. And I'm now not worried about Jasper. I'm worried about my son. I did not drop a tear because I was so worried about my son. And all at one point I took him aside and I said, if I could take all my life experiences and all my spiritual connections and put them in your body to help you to deal with um, this. That, that's the kind of helplessness I was going through. But um, we managed to, you know, his wife's family showed up after the fact. Uh, they were planning on seeing a priest or a minister on their side where they live. And so Paul went with them to to stay overnight at, at her family's place and to see um, uh, a minister to, to discuss this, and I believe it did help. As we saw him after, or heard from him, and yes, very low, very everything was low with Paul. I didn't see much of Jasper actually, or I mean, so I didn't see much of Weston their their son, their living son. Um, they had also had a an experience with him because he. Has asthma at times. They were in the hospital that the next night with that. So it's just a feeling of helplessness as to how to cope with the living. And that's when I was driving around the city, and I'm thinking, "What can I do? What can I do?" And you came into my my mind, and I had the strong feeling I gotta go and see Bernice. Okay, let's find out where she lives, and I don't even couldn't even phone I just arrived at your place
0: you did you 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 barged (laughs) in the person I was working with came in and said there's this lady here she needs to talk to you and I'm like and then he said I think her name's Linda and I'm like we got to
1: talk to Linda And, and and actually the gentleman that was cleaning up there was a nice girl looking after all the her little job, at, yeah. talking, but the gentleman came out and said, "Oh no, no, she cannot see you. She cannot see you." So I said, "Well then, can I write something down and write tell her what's happened?" And uh, and I was writing all this stuff down and getting towards the end when you walked out. Yeah, and then you were able to see, and of course you know the rest of that. How yeah. we thought, okay. You, didn't want, want, you did not want to know anything more about him, just that uh, my grandson had passed. Uh, let's set up a meeting. And at the time, I was more concerned about my son having a reading. wasn't really thinking of the whole family. You suggested, let's do a family meeting and let's pick a date. And we picked a date and it happened to be the date right after the funeral. And she wanted the funeral on February the 29th. The mm-hmm. reason being is that she didn't want to experience it for another four years. Yeah. And at that funeral, there was over 500 people. And it was a beautiful, it was a different kind of service, more of a kind of maybe a wake. Because what happened is they, they would have people... The minister gave a, a small sermon and then people were allowed to come up and, and say their thoughts about Jasper, what they remembered. and they had a, made a, a small box where they could drop all their information after they read it. Yeah and that went on for I was amazed at really knowing really deeply getting to know my grandson through that uh, surface. And so it was a beautiful service, and guess then what, two weeks after that, that's when the coronavirus-19 came in, and you couldn't be five people or ten people together. Yeah. Yeah. That was perfect timing. uh, Yeah, yes. Yes. There's a connection for that Mm law. I've looked at it this way. He always came across as an old soul. I've been told I've been an old soul. He comes across as an old soul because he likes to talk to to adults. And one time when you said how you could picture him next to Jesus having a conversation, oh, I totally could see Jasper sitting beside Jesus having a
0: conversation. You know, I have to say, when your grandson told me he was with Jesus, my mind was blown away. Only because I don't hear that often. It's not a lot of souls who sit at the foot of Jesus. Not a lot of souls yeah. that do that. He's an, um, an ascended soul, meaning that um, he's not coming back here in reincarnation. He's ascended. He's at the right hand of Jesus, right? Um, he's not going anywhere. He'll be around.
1: You know, without without a doubt, because he, you could have a real conversation with this kid. Yeah. So, And yeah, then, he
0: messaged that in that session we did. He yes. brought up a couple of kind of strange things. We're going to get into some of the specifics, because in that family session, he did bring up a couple of things. One was around the Stanley Cup, which was kind of out
1: yeah. there
0: weird. Now I'm going to stick to what he's showing me. You're going to touch the Stanley Cup. No, I'm not joking. He said that to me. You're going to touch the Stanley Cup. He's calling someone the king. I don't know who he means by that. A guy with brown hair, like he's dressed in a robe like a king. It's. I don't know why I'm supposed to tell you that, but he said, you'll touch Stanley Cup. You'll see. And then the other was, because uh, I was kind of confused, too. And then the, the other piece was that he kept saying, I'm at the foot of the king. I'm at the foot of the king. And he's describing Jesus. He always Uh prayed
1: to God and he always... Oh, he's with the
0: king! He is religious. Yeah, he was very religious. He's with the king when I say the crowd, and you're right. Who said Jesus? Him. You're right. He is with Jesus. He's with the king. And honestly, Linda, aside from anything you're going to tell me and tell everybody, that to me was the most mind-blowing experience, and this is why. In all my years of doing medium work, I rarely hear um, that energy telling me they're, they're sitting with Jesus. That tells me Jesus is on this plane. Jesus is in this dimension. Uh, Jesus is in this realm. And so it was, rude. honestly, I, I, I wept after that because I felt that warm hug salvation that you felt in that mm-hmm. initial, um, I felt warm and hugs like, it's going to be okay and then the pandemic hit and it, it appeared it clued into me that jesus is here to get us through this time and so that was an affirmation for myself so i needed to say that uh he also made me pray a lot before i came in and i understand he was quite religious he showed up to me before i walked in this before i before i walked in here that's how powerful he is so he's not just he's not going anywhere and, I made sure to tell Linda a whole bunch of stuff before anyone showed up in here because I was like, do you know what I'm talking about? I' just like, oh my God, yes. I literally had to recite the rosary before coming in um, to the building even. So I sat outside for 20 minutes, kind of going through the rosary. I was raised Catholic, so I'm quite familiar. And, uh, yes. and just to come in. And so I found that also very interesting, my own kind of experience. And I was really scared because, um, I knew there was a lot of pain. I knew that Paul, I, and I, I, I just, I, I had never really met the mom and she wasn't present in this session and I had never really met the kids. And so, um, that were present. So I was kind of scared because I just felt like Maybe it was too soon, maybe grief, but I know after that session, it was perfect timing. So tell us about about your experience in this family session we did. Let's let's hear about it. Well, um, there was a lot going on, uh, a lot of what you touched on, like, okay,
1: him being next to the king and whatever. I saw him totally doing that and having this adult type of conversation, okay? And he used to get down on his hands and knees and pray. Yeah, before he got into bed Uh, what really blew my mind right at the very beginning and you know that when you first came in you wanted to discuss things and I was saying to you like my mind was floating all over the place but you said to me that he remembered the trip between the two hospitals in the ambulance I mean how were you ever to know that Yeah, he did travel. uh, They put him to sleep in the Grace Hospital. He went from the Grace Hospital to the Children's Hospital in an ambulance. But he was put to sleep because his heart was was tachycardial. was going so fast. They had to put him to sleep to slow him down and then move him quickly to the hospital. You made that comment. Is you told me it was something that attacked his heart yes it was
0: your grandson died of something congenital that runs in family and it may not have been identified but it does run in John's family
1: interesting
0: because um, he wasn't sick I mean um, his heart stopped yeah. yeah. and there would have been an infection around his heart
1: me away, you know, and that you kept seeing this letter J, and I don't know what I where my mind was, and it was only afterwards I think, like, J J J, and I'm thinking his name Jasper. Right. <laughs> like where am I at? That's how you started with with it, and and uh, I know that what you were saying it was resonating to Paul about all this, and I have listened to that recording. Many times. But yes, there was a lot going on, but a lot of it happened. At the time when I wanted to see you, I was wanting some kind of wow, wow, wow experience. Yeah. Like you had with your you said with you with yeah. the thing. Uh when you gave him the downing rods and you were explaining how they work
0: and not to abuse them. Yeah, just for our listeners. Um the other grandson, Weston, was looking for ways to communicate because he was trying to understand, is this real? So I gave him a set of copper dowsing rods and I explained how to use them, that if he wanted to connect with his brother, he could use them to help his brother guide him. And so he started using them, he took them up and started using them right away with his cousin. And I listened
1: just recently to the recording. You were getting a message and you were saying, uh, quote, uh, he's talking to me about some kind of sweater, a sweater that you've been looking for, uh, a sweater. Uh, it's in a bag, in a vehicle.
0: You can ask about the Is sweater. Here it's it's here in a, or he keeps showing here. me it's in a backpack. It's in a, you know, you say hockey bag, I'm like, mm, it seems fine. Yeah. There's a backpack. So could be it's, there you did you get it from his school?
1: Well, I don't. Some. Mm-hmm. It's in a
0: backpack. Yeah, I'm you. telling you, it, I know you it said a hockey bag, control? but it looked like a hockey bag. It's that, a big foot. Fingertips. It's not lost. It's in a Until bag. It's not down. lost. was looking
1: everywhere. They called the hotel we were at, and there's something. It's in nothing. a backpack. The sweater is in a bag in a vehicle, and you repeated it
0: twice. Okay. And in fact, your son. Who's a skeptic phoned his skeptic wife in that conversation and said yeah. hey is it in the hockey bag and yeah. i said i don't think it's in a hockey bag yeah. i think it's in a bag in a vehicle a black bag or a bag in a vehicle that's what yeah. he said to me. yeah i can't yeah. remember
1: that. so okay and so unfortunately somewhere along the line uh, my recording ended and i had yeah. to restart it quickly only take get you you're talking to us about now having to leave but we could hear the kids in the background ashley my granddaughter and yes. west yes. and 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 he's holding these and she's asking the questions and he's asking and she said is it in roger's truck you can hear her say is it in roger's truck
0: and if you, I'm still in, offering it to you and your wife, it, in an individual session, to, just the two of you, Jasper, is it if she's ready, she wants it, not just you, you trucks, trucks. okay?
1: Is it in a Roger's truck? <laughs> oh, no. I, I didn't know how many spirits are in here actually listening yeah. to me when I came not hear it. It's It's They were going through these vehicles, Everyone's vehicle. yeah? And yeah. they're in you can hear her say, is it an, in Andy's yes. car? Is it in your mom's car? Is it in yeah. your mom's car? And it came to a yes. And so Ashie out loud said, is mom's car in the back, in the trunk or something to that effect, okay? Yeah. So, but you and I now were getting, we weren't really listening. To I was them. leaving <laughs> and driving back to Winnipeg. <laughs> and yes, and we but you can hear them in the background, okay? Yeah. So you then you just left. And after you just left, Paul says, I'm going to go to that car and look in the back of the car. Now, in his mind, he's probably filmed us I don't think I'll find it there because they looked extensively everywhere. They were phoning people. She wanted that sweater so badly, that orange sweat sweater, hood sweater. She wanted it so badly, and she was phoning for it, and she was all over the house looking for it, all over the vehicles. So, anyways, his first reaction—he went straight to that white car. He opened the trunk, and in the corner was a black bag. And he put his hand in it because you couldn't, you know. He put his hand in and out pulled the orange sweater. Wow. Well, he was ecstatic. He just left the sweater back in the bag, went immediately into the house, told his wife to come out and see this, and told her what had happened with the downing rods. Yeah. Now, come look at what is in the back. He basically just told her, come out, come have a look. Yeah. What's in that black bag? And out came the orange sweater she could not believe it she was totally surprised totally surprised totally shocked i am standing on my deck on the outside here and all i could hear was paul a yelling at the top a yelling in a nice way at the top of the i'm a believer i'm <laughs> a believer now i'm a believer you can hear him saying all over and you know all I wanted was him to have a connection, and that was a connection. That was That's... definitely a well connection. And it's now they have a sweater, shirt. which
0: was what they've been wanting this whole time.
1: And what then? Ha- so what they have in their house is they have this beautiful wooden box that stands about thirty inches high, that where everybody put their messages and thoughts in from the funeral, and yeah. then. They have his yarn, nice gold yarn, sitting on top. But what is great around this box is his favorite orange sweater. So it was never meant to go with him. Yeah. And it was meant to show to Paul there's more to this life than what we see.
0: And there are connections. Ah, so beautiful. So beautiful. He's a beautiful soul. He's shown up in weird and wonderful ways. I mean, yeah. if I think about, uh, I, I had a subsequent um, reading with your son and your son had showed me uh, a picture he took. Uh, his other son, Weston, was playing a video game that they often played, yeah. And there's a character in the video game who showed up looking just like Jasper wearing an orange sweater in this oh. video game. And he showed me a picture of it, and I'm like, "Wow!"
1: Yes, I know. Yes, I remember him telling me. You know, the the thing too is, after of course after the funeral, he would come to to the to the bed and breakfast, and since it we're such three three stories high, he would go into the basement, you know, because he's suffering and sitting in a dark dark spot, thinking that maybe he can connect or whatever. But came to me, he said, "Mama." I've had some really uh, lousy dreams, uh, lousy dreams all the time. He said, I'm dreaming that I'm in this kind of video game with Jasper and we're, we're hiding and we're running and we're, we're, we're chasing people and people are chasing us. And he says, it's really weird. And I said to him, well, you know that your son loved video games. And so he's, he's in a good place. But he wants to have a video game with you. And so instead of looking at it as weird and strange, next time you have the dream, go with it. Go with the flow.
0: So That's a powerful story around um, the sweater and finding it. And a real affirmation for Paul that his son is so present and for for his wife, so present for them. And um, there was a couple of other sort of things that came to mind now. They had different questions, like, did Jasper remember anything? was he met by people? Does he remember what his parents would say to him when they put him to bed, and did he have insight into maybe that his life was going to end abruptly now you've all these points these are points that came up in the reading well, uh, no, they didn't come up in the reading. I should yeah. say okay that was uh, my question was why were these questions
1: you still had? these are questions because of my falling spirituality and whatever that, you know, that they talk about how people, when they pass on, like, in oh, the, yeah. they, they look down yeah. and then, and I, I, of course, my reaction was to look up at it and I nodded as if yeah. I know you're there. I know you're. And so I guess I'm wondering yeah. after they've passed, yeah. do they remember anything or do they discuss Wow, uh, who came to get? Like another thing, I got to tell you that my son told me yeah. that I keeps popping up into my head is when they were at the Grace Hospital. My yeah. son, my son Paul, told me that his his son before he was put to sleep said that he wasn't going to make it. I found that, and that stayed with me. He just said it, you know, through all the, well, you said he wasn't going to make it. And my brain clicked on to that because I'm thinking maybe he had some visitors come down to see him. You know, when you're just about to pass or what, maybe he had some visitors. So I guess that's why I said, does he remember anyone coming to get him? Uh, And I'm sure they were. I'm sure there were. I'm sure my mother, my mm-hmm. sister, he knew. My yeah. sister passed on. He knows my sister. And so maybe. Don't,
0: wait, wait, go don't tell me because when we have, I, we're planning a seance at some point when we can all get together with more than five people in a room. And uh, we'll let him tell us that story. So but don't say anything to me. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> don't tell I, me that. I love say you, Linda, more. but I have don't tell a me because.
1: Few that come from having. Uh, been so much involved with spirituality after my experience and want
0: to know more
1: after the past so yeah yeah
0: those are big questions and i I, because i was hoping that um when now that i have them when we do have the opportunity to get together um i would like to bring those questions to the table when we have a seance around your grandson And I'm
1: sure that even uh, um, they will have questions. Those were mine that popped into my head because I'm curious now. I'm curious to connect with
0: him and and know more what's going on with his new life. Yeah. Can I ask one other question that kind of came up? I know before we got on the phone and recording, I had asked you about, um, or he had a message for you about he was hugging you really tight to the moon and back and that he howled like a wolf. oh, Now, the other piece that kind of came up was, um, the crust of lions. Like, you know, if you see a lion, a crest of a lion seemed important. And I didn't know where to put that. Um, the last piece was he keeps telling his dad, I'll see you at work tomorrow. I'll see you at work tomorrow. I like, I'll see you later alligator. And that kind of Funny oh yeah, yeah that's way.
1: that's Jasper's personality i'll see you at
0: work tomorrow dad i'll see yep. you at work tomorrow dad like like he's going to you know, go to sleep i'll say hey I'll get up i'll see you at work tomorrow i don't know why he keeps saying that but i'll see you at work tomorrow dad because what he, he liked,
1: okay because he liked going in and working with his dad and even paul gave him his own
0: toolbox okay toolbox. okay toolbox. he toolbox. says I'm gonna see you at work tomorrow, Dad. This was before I got on the phone with you and I told you his message to you about a little wolf howling, giving, yeah. giving you a tight hug to the moon and back. And yeah. that, that's his message to his dad.
1: Can I, can I, uh, can I answer back on those? Okay, yeah. the wolf, his favorite animal was the wolf. Um,
0: he shows me, I know it's gonna sound kind of weird too, but wolves or like, have you seen them? <laughs> Did you see them? There's a
1: pole I saw. That.
0: Yes, yeah, well, it's okay. Uh, he free. said his spirit he, animal his, is visible. Oh, boy. He's sending them to you. I promise you this.
1: Like, uh, and I can just see him. Uh, and it, it, he liked uh, his favorite holiday was Halloween. <laughs> and oh,
0: and at the moon. I get it. I can, see, oh, him I can I see, see
1: him doing that. So, like, that's that's Jasper. Now, that's now the lion, the yeah. lion, you know how I see that? Um, because, uh, and I learned more during his funeral time. I actually have a recording of that funeral. Yeah. But he was always a protector of children that got bullied. Oh. And I found out in the uh, during the funeral, funeral that there was one little boy that he made friends of that seemed to get picked on and Jasper always stood up for him always she was there he'd like his protector so when you mentioned lying right away but that's what came into mind that he he would look he would protect uh, people from bullying you know he didn't like bullies and he would stand up and Jasper was on the smaller side you know but he he was a full of energy, and, and he wouldn't take any guff from yeah. anybody, you know. Uh, but uh, I had a very uh, warm heart. Okay. Big hearted like a lion. <laughs> yes. Funny. Big yes. uh-huh. like a lion. Big what? hearted
0: like a lion. Said it. Um, and, yeah, you'll see his dad at work. I'll see you tomorrow at work, Dad. See you tomorrow at yes. work. And, you know, if Paul was sitting, he would be touched by that. If Paul saw you doing that, he'd be extremely touched by that that means a lot thank you and thank you for picking me as your psychic and i do look forward to our future seance together oh i'm looking forward to it now even more <laughs> well thank you to linda for sharing her heartwarming story with us and thank you to you for listening to the soul medicine psychic podcast if you enjoyed this episode and found nuggets of wisdom and magic please leave us some stars in a review or share it with someone you think would enjoy it If you are a previous client and would like to share your story on the next show, please contact us through our website. Stay tuned for our next episode where we hear from Maria and the messages of love and success that came up in her reading. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.
1: So many years has gone by, but I think about you, about you all the time. Thanks for joining us. For social media links and to book an appointment with Bernice, visit bernicebissonpsychic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Remember, spirit has your greatest good at heart, your soul is light, and you are valued. Inexplicable